Greetings. Is that well? Time for another installment of my podcast. I didn't get as many recorded pre-regionals as I hoped to have, but I did cover five decks. My regionals, in the end, was a bit disappointing. I uh, I played a black, green, blue deck. Kind of a rockish deck, kind of a a bug control deck. You can call it what you want to call it. I liked it. I, it plays well. I've done really well on other events that I played with it other than regionals. For whatever reason, it just wasn't my day. I had a couple of those matches where I just ran out of steam and proceeded to lose, whereas, you know, if things would have gone right, I think I would have done fine. I should have done fine. I think I would have done better than I did. I mean, I always threw. I, I, I did make some couple of play mistakes that cost me games where I threw away. Case of three times uh, when I had a misbind click cast on my. I floated mana with knowing I had an outlet to dump the mana into. In case of just in case a thing, a cloud thresher would show up. Didn't happen. The one time I didn't do it and I had an outlet. Sure enough, cloud thresher shows up. Off the top of my deck, it's like, well, that was a missed opportunity because at that point I never really had a chance to recover. You know, all four of those times was basically lethal on lethal attack next turn, pretty much situations. Yeah, basically, first my first round I played against a Pyromancer Swast combo deck. I thought it was Dragonstorm. I was afraid it was Dragonstorm, and I think he was basically trying to play a Dragonstorm deck in which he couldn't afford the Dragonstorms, though he had foil blooms in it. So um, in the end, I kind of figured out what he was doing. He was trying to kill me with either Pyromancer Swamp combo or Goblin Warren. So I made a mistake in game two where I sideboarded out my damnations, not completely understanding what he was he was playing until he tried to go off. All three games, he got to ten plus mana on turn three or four. All three games, he cast at least one Goblin Warren and and the Grape Shot for a bunch of damage, a bunch of card, for a bunch of damage and a bunch of creatures. He did activate a couple of different of the uh, Knolls. In the end, uh, game, at the middle of game two, when he finally killed the Goblin Tokens, because he generated almost 20, that's when it came to the bottom. He's like, I'm not so sure he has Dragonstorms, because if he had a Dragonstorm, either the first two games, he would have killed me with it instantly. So... I put it back in there. At that point, I'm pretty sure he didn't have it. Not 100% sure he didn't have dragons, but it's pretty sure he didn't have it. So my, my bug control deck basically went beatdown mode on him, and I saved Damnation. He goes off with tokens. Games 1 and 3, I Damnation the board for the win. I shouldn't have sideboarded him out game 2. That was a dumb mistake on my part. So I go in there. Round 2, I sit down with somebody who's playing a green-white control deck. He did lose his game 1 because he registered his deck wrong. He forgot to put in Kitchen Finks into the main deck. So we show up, we start up, start game two. He gets stuck on two land. I curve out perfectly and smash him in five turns. End up walking around and people start giving me crap about what's he done already. It's like a lot of the guys I play with regularly know that I build decks for the intention of hitting the full 50 minutes as opposed to being done in five minutes. And I even raced uh, Ashby's deck who was who was playing full Dragonstorm combo. I raced him to who was done first basically by by circumstances. So they thought that was pretty funny. But uh, round three I play against Todd Brewski or Bruick, 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 I'm sorry. Todd Bruick, who you'll see his deck now posted in uh, Flores' article of this past week for the post-regionals analysis. Uh, basically, I played them all three games. All three games came down to us each having about 12 to 14 mana sources in play. And the first person top-decking the Profane Command to win 
pretty much won. In games two and three, we each had a Warhammer out there that wasn't good enough to race with. And in the end, it basically came down to a war of attrition, a war of uh, an overtime. I just wasn't as lucky. Him getting the propane twice before, I and I only got it once before in the end. So, but it's all right. We talked about our kids. Uh, he's got a couple of kids. We've known each other for a long time. He was the guy who I lost to a couple of years ago in the next to last round of Swiss at States, and he went on to win the state championship that year as well. Well, this year he goes on to qualify for nationals with his deck. Basically, he, uh, I guess you could put it after that match, he uh, drained all my luck because he went on to XL the rest of the event without losing another game, and I proceeded to lose the next four matches in a row. In all of them, my deck just basically ran out of steam. In those four matches, three of those were fairy decks that if I had a Cloud Thresher at the right time, I could have won one of those matches with the Cloud, uh, one of those matches against the fairy player. In both games, he dropped a misfine click on me during my upkeep three, three times each game on turn four, five, and six. So I never had a shot to get out of that game. Um, but overall, I think I did well. I then beat up a, beat up on an elf deck, green black elf deck, I believe. Then I beat a fairy's deck, and I played something else. I'm not even sure how you want to classify as other just being. It was green white, green white elves uh, based around the green-white hybrid enchantment that makes the green-white creatures plus one plus one and gains some ability like he had a cavaliers that were vigilant, indestructible, and flying against me, which I then proceeded to persuade him away from him for the home team to beat him with. And in game two, uh, similar circumstances where I persuaded three of his creatures and had the same kind of result. My deck list, I think, is pretty good. It's not, quote, optimal because, well, partly due because I did not have access to any Colossus really before the event. I didn't own any. I was only able to borrow one the night before the event. Uh, if I had some more, I'd have some more in the deck. Otherwise, I think the deck ran fairly smoothly. My deck list consisted of one Chameleon Colossus, two Aeon Chroniclers, three Makeshift Mannequins, one Shriekmaw, two Murderous Redcaps, three Persuasions, three Profane Commands, three Damnations, Three Wall of Roots, four Cloud Threshers, four Tomagoys, four Moldritchers, four Farhaven Elves, three Island, three Swamp, three Forest, three Treetop Village, three Lanaware Waste, three Gilly Palace, four Reflecting Pools, one Yavamaya Coast. My sideboard was three Racking Canopy, three Kitchen Pigs, three Mind Shatters, one Murderous Redcap, three Lockdown Warhammers, one Damnation, one Shriek Mall. I did alright in the end. I think. A better version of the deck would have been with the following changes. Definitely having four damnations in the main deck, all four in the main deck, and four racking canopies in the sideboard. Now you can either drop a Tarmogoyf or a Murderous Redcap or a Shriek Maw for that change. That makes sense. The reason I ran Persuasions is over the course of the week before, the one creature I could not beat was Colossus. No matter how hard I tried, I seemed to always lose to a Colossus. So in the end, I had an epiphany on the way home one day from work and decided... The perfect solution. I can't beat it with my with my removal. wasn't good enough. So I'll just take it and beat them with it since I can pump it. And sure enough, in testing, in those last two days before regionals, a persuasion on a Colossus usually gave me the game. Same difference if I persuasioned a Cloud Thresher. It usually won me the game. Or at regionals, I won a couple of games because, well, I persuasioned an indestructible flying 5-6... Vigilant guy that seems pretty stout, or I've taken multiple 
Tamagoyfs that were five, six, six, seven type size, or just some some. Uh, I remember a couple games where I literally took their their Colossuses and beat them down with it because people who played with the Colossuses also had difficulty killing the Colossuses. So actually, persuasions turned out to be super handy. Unfortunately, they're way too slow against the Perry's deck, and it wasn't quite enough against that deck. So every other deck they 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 panned out. I played. Uh, Friday Night Magic this past week with it as well, the same deck, and I the only game I lost was I don't know I lost I, I didn't lose but one game during the Swiss and that was because uh, I ran a steam and, and Doran deck just happened to have enough with profane and stuff that they pushed through the damage. I kept persuading this guy's Oran Vipers against him and he wasn't real happy about it, but you know he the fact he has to kill stuff with it basically kill his own creature as a result of it because, you know, Oran Vipers can give me serious card advantage if he didn't deal with it. And I kept persuasion in his Oran Vipers. And then in the quarterfinals, semifinals, I beat the quarterfinals pretty easily. Uh, same guy, he was playing a, a Doran deck and I just smashed him again. Then in the uh, semis, I ran two games where I got stuck with a bunch of blue cards in hand and no blue sources of mana in play and stuck with only four land couldn't cast half the stuff in my hand. I had plenty of stuff to do if I could have got another land. And I just, no land, no land, no land, no land, and got slowly eaten away by a Mishra's, yes, actual Mishra artifact three color deck. And that was disappointing. Because I actually beat the guy earlier, two straight earlier, by uh, persuading his Mishra and um, taking one of his uh, scarecrows, the full four guy with the negative one, negative one counters you can spread around earlier in the day. But, yeah, it was kind of daggering to come in third because of that. I think the deck is really good. I think a three-color control deck like this is pretty good. People kept asking me why Farhaven over Civic, and the simple answer is Farhaven does a better job of ramping up your mana versus color fixing your mana. If all you want to do is color fix your mana, because I'm running four reflecting pools, I you can make the argument that the one additional power for attacking makes sense. I can see that argument done for elves. In a control like this, deck like this, where you actually more care about your early land drops, you want to ramp up that additional mana in play quicker, so you can cast things like 4th turn Moldrifter, 4th turn Shriek Maw, etc., 4th turn uh, Persuasion. Farhaven made more sense in my deck as a technical difference. In the end, at Regionals, Aeon Chronicler, I drew him one game total. Out of all the games I did play long, I only drew him one game, and that one game was against uh, Bruick. And I dumped him for for uh, six counters into play, hoping I would draw into my profane quicker than him. But in the end, it didn't matter. Uh, at the re- at the uh, Friday Night Magic this past week, I drew him about four or five times. I suspended him most of those times for between two and four counters. And yeah, he paid off big time there. Um, I heard Flores played a very similar deck to what I played at at his regionals as well. Uh, but I don't know the exact contents of it. I'm curious to know if he came to the same conclusion about Aeon Chronicler and or Persuasion in this deck as well. Uh, probably Persuasion less likely, but Aeon Chronicler I highly suspect he did use because it's a huge boost to this deck because that's one thing it lacks was card draw. It, it, even the Moldrifters weren't quite good enough to keep the deck going. Overall, though, I'm pretty happy with this deck. I'll probably play it a couple more times for the Friday Night Magic in the near future. I believe I can win tournaments with this deck. So, this past week, I spent some time practicing some block decks, getting my first experiment in practicing block. Uh, we had a session with me and Frank Bowker 
practice, uh, playing block one-on-one, and I played at the store a little bit. And then this past Saturday, I was supposed to be at a Grand Prix trial. Well, the people I was supposed to, to drive up there with decided to... Um, I didn't get up early enough, so they decided to leave me behind, and I missed out on the Grand Prix trial. I could have driven up there in plenty of time on my own if I was prepared to do so, but I, met, I, I apparently got there late to the meeting place I was supposed to be at a few minutes after they had left. So I was just so pissed off, I decided just to turn around, go home, and do other stuff. And then went to a block tournament Saturday night, in which case I uh, finished X1 and 1, and because the layout was straight Swiss, I wasn't good enough for prizes. But I, in that deck, I was going to play it to beat the Grand Prix Trial, was a green-white green white elf-based deck based on some top 8 decks that were showing up on deckcheck.net using the, the hybrid enchantment, using the hybrid cavaliers, and some other... Uh, ideas on there, including I included four main deck O-rings in my deck list because of how good some of the other things out there that you have to deal with worked out pretty good in testing. Um, and that and I didn't have any access to mirror weeds at the time. I did order my land set for Shadowmoor, a full set of all the rare lands in simplified Chinese, 4x set. I also ordered a number of the tribal lands, including Primal Beyonds. And all the vivid lands at 8x simplified Chinese. Got them all from our sponsor for MTG Cast Network, mtgmintcard.com. Uh, worked great. I made the order on Monday. I had the cards in hand on Friday. And I didn't pay for extra fast shipping. That's just the way it worked out. Uh, granted, I made a huge order. So he actually used FedEx, uh, ground FedEx based or whatever it is. The um, But still, you know, that was really nice of him. I didn't pay the extra for it. He just used it. So I was pretty happy with that. Are a huge sponsor there. Thank you very much. Uh, I am going to. I've been practicing. Uh, actually, at the event after the Grand Prix trial that I went to for block or X101, I played a five color elemental deck there. I could have done better, but I ran into one of those the last third game in the last round against the white deck, white weenie deck, where the white weenie player decided to drop three wizens, wizens against me and was playing with the martial guy that when he attacks and is attacking you can put a soldier card from your hand directly and play also attacking and I never drew any O-rings against him, so, against that person so he basically just that and the malicious pride cluttered the board with creatures and I never had a, never had a chance to stop the bleeding I also didn't have any fire spots because I loaned them to somebody and never got them back so my deck was fireless, fire spout list, so the ability to deal with a swarm like that was also a difficult thing for me to do. In the end, I, I ended up losing. Nothing I can do about that. But I was happy with how that deck plays a little bit, though I'm fairly certain now that I've got to see how the Mirror Entity deck really plays out in White Weenie mode. I don't think the Elemental deck is quite fast enough. It might be, but it would depend on how many of the White Weenie Mirror Weave decks are out there and how popular they are. I got another Grand Prix trial in a week or two. And at least one block constructed tournament, potentially two, every weekend for now for the next six weeks that I'll be attending uh, within driving distance of where I live. So hopefully I'll get to no block really well, especially since my big push is this is for Denver. Grand Prix Denver is going to be block constructed. It's going to have all four sets. All of our Grand Prix trials and block testing tournaments prior to Grand Prix Denver, however, will only use the three block set, Low and Morning Time Shadowmore. And I'm going to be working on that that format almost exclusively for the time being. It's going to dominate the podcast or topic pretty much for the next uh, um, few weeks. The 
the base star index that I'm working on for this block season is as follows. Yeah, the starting decks from deckcheck.net that I've, that I've chosen to be my base for starting the gauntlet testing or block is the, Kush, the Kushigama Yusaro Rock deck, uh, deck ID number 16119, Yelgar Zwigismal White Weenie deck, ID number 16656, Manuel Quick Quicken Toast deck, ID number 16662, Ralph Libby's Elemental Mannequin deck, ID number 1663, 1663, and Robert Cedars Ferry's deck, Cedars Ferry's deck, 16613, Peter Whiskey, Green White Elf deck, deck ID number 16959, and Zvistov Yakov, or Yachik, 10 Commandments deck, 16961. All those decks I've now got proxied in my gauntlet and is what I've been working on for this past week. I've started making a little minor tweaks to them here and there to things that I like to change. Kind of getting a feel for the decks and seeing what I like, what I don't like. And hopefully um, I will be able to sometime later this month spend the money to get Shadowmoor updated on my MTGO account. Learn the new MTGO interface that seems to be playing smoother. Seems to be a little bit more user friendly, albeit not by a lot. I kind of hope they do a lot more fixes to that 2MTGO3 still because you know it's, it's aggravating using a, using a structure that's not very good for testing Dexlet, but at the same time we kind of have to because of the need to qualify. So hopefully that will give me lots of time to prepare for the Grand Prix and these Grand Prix trials over the next couple weeks. Got lots of Grand Prix trials to go to. I'm looking seriously at making a trip down to New Mexico where they're going to have a Grand Prix trial and a PTQ on the same weekend. Going down there, maybe even hitting the casino in the, in the meantime. There's two Grand Prix trials up in Wyoming that are roughly a three-hour drive from my house. And it's the same weekend for both of those trials. So I can go up there, stay a night someplace, come back after, after them. Maybe three-and-a-half-hour drive, I guess. We're planning on four GPTs total in Denver, one in Pueblo at Alternate Universe, and if I can kick our local store owner here in the gear, I would love to have one scheduled for Colorado Springs, but it seems like they can't get a TO hired and working there that sticks to that job for more than a month, because every time they find someone, get them trained, get everything caught up paperwork-wise, he puts in his two-week notices and leaves, and it's happened three times so far this year, which is kind of annoying. Now that I'm actually going to be playing at the Friday Night Magics again, I would like to have my events reported because I'd like to increase my number of, pad my stats as it were, pad my, my match win stats. But uh, over the next few weeks, I'm going to start giving you a breakdown of various decks. Like the Elemental deck, for instance, right? That I played this past week. I like the general structure of Ralph Levy's deck. I, I definitely like the way the land base was laid out. I kept all that the same. I kind of felt like while playing and testing, I wanted to have a vigor around in the deck, just floating around in there. And I kind of feel like I want a second Horde of Notions in the deck. I haven't committed to the Horde of Notions yet. I did put a vigor in there to play at the event this past weekend. However, every time I drew it, it wasn't in a relevant position where it mattered because I didn't have a, a means to get into play quickly. And I was already winning the game, the process was about ready to win the game anyways. So maybe the vigor is overkill, maybe not. But I think in, in some matches where it might matter against, say, White Weenie, it could be a devastating move. But I'm not sure yet. That's going to be taking some more testing. 
the green-white deck, I've upped the number of enchantments, the green-white elf deck. It's now running four O-rings and four uh, souls of the Overdark, or whatever they call those, the souls of the Overlord. Dark, uh, the... I can't think of the name now. The green-white hybrid enchant- local enchantment that sits on a creature. That gives it um, flying and indestructibility, indestructibleness. I up those to four because you want to drop turn three Cavaliers, turn four that, and go to town if at all possible. Having a big haste, big uh, flying, vigilant, indestructible guy is really good. So I up the number of those so I can draw them and drop them on turn four. I've also been tweaking around the sideboard with things like turn to mist and uh, the other one that gives a protection from color because it allows me to A, to punch damage through, and B, will allow me to screw up the mirror weave opponent pretty badly. Uh, for instance, if they try to mirror weave whatever one of their creatures is, I can say, alright, turn to miss that creature, and it's effectively a counter spell out of a green-white deck that would stop the mirror weave from ever happening. And that can be really useful because I can see mirror weave decks being really popular and really hard to beat with a green-white deck. Another thing I was tinkering around with is putting the Imperious Perfects into that deck because I think the extra lord that pumps your stuff is really useful. I think making the elves is a really good ability. And it just seems like a better card overall than to have in, say, Kitchen Trinks in that deck. While Kitchen Trinks is good, I think I'd be rather be pumping out dudes instead when i got nothing better to do. So I've been, I've been playing around that. I kind of like the way that plays out, too, overall. Uh, there will be lots of more changes I'm going to be making to these decks. I'll go more thorough with each of these archetypes here soon. The Quick and Toast deck is really good. However, given a, a very fast draw from a, a White Weenie deck, I'm not convinced that deck has game against it unless it draws an early fire spout. It's like it's only hope in, the, in surviving the White Weenie deck. Well, anyways, this is a, it was a quick recap of my regionals events and a quick intro to the Block Constructed. I am looking for more deck lists. If you have a Block Constructed deck list you think is really good, on Magic Online, and you print up, feel free to email me your DK lists, and I will gladly go through them. And those I might even select from a few of the best ones and talk about, as well as physically test online and maybe even provide feedback via the podcast on how to improve them. You can send me those .dek lists to otwellc at gmail.com. That's O-T-W-E-L-L-C at G-M-A-I-L-E dot com. And uh, just reference the podcast in the header, if you would, or MTGO in the header, if you would. That would be great. My online ID is Piley, P-I-L-E-Y. That's my MTGO ID. So with that, uh, this is Chris signing off.